Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And hey, welcome. This is the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler here with Ira Work and Swaski. And take it away. It's all yours. Oh, I, you know, I, I just read an article today about a new scam. It's called pig butchering. Okay. And I was like, what now, meat is has that? been in the news. Fake meat has been in the news a lot lately. I've well, never... it's got nothing to do with fake uh, oh, okay. meat. This is a that's, that's like spooky scamming stuff. of women out of their 401k savings. The pig butchering what? is what they call uh, schemes targeting lonely people. And what they do, there's an example here of a- Butchering, what a a gruesome name. I know. Well, but here's what they do. Recently divorced woman lost her entire 401k savings to a scammer she met on Tinder who convinced her to invest in crypto, the latest pig butchering scheme targeting lonely people. So she was swindled out of $100,000- by a scammer claiming to be a French entrepreneur named Fred after the two met online. Oh, this hurts. And he, so so really what pig butchering is, is it targets lonely people. Um, they pretend to become romantically involved with you. From so a that country. Well, not necessarily. So that they eventually will give you these hot tips that will end up scamming you out of your money. And I had a friend who had that happen to her. Now, hers was not an investment, but she got romantically involved with this guy online. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was divorced and, you know, oh, I just need a little money to borrow, Mm. you know. So, so, so. That maybe isn't the pig butchering because this talks about them having a great hot investment tip. But I want to talk about it because this is a real thing for um, women, not just women, but anyone who's lonely, divorced, um, maybe doesn't, maybe isolated, you know, elderly. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that we need to become aware of that there are people out there that are intentionally targeting those people. And there are a lot of people that don't believe that they can understand investing, that they can understand it. Right. Uh, right. Somebody was telling me the other day that he heard an investment guy talking and goes, "Well, you know, they don't really need to understand all this stuff." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, that's 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 really good. If they don't really need to understand it, they are mark for you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you are the one they are looking for if that's the case because they don't want you to understand. Yes. And and, uh, very often, to your point earlier, Paul, you know, people that are um, depressed, emotional, for whatever reason, are not necessarily using the thinking part of the brain. They're, They're working on emotion. Sure. And in this case, this woman... 
Uh, she was lonely and divorced and was just well, thrilled and your, that your this guy was- your self-esteem was shot because right. you were just, you just went through a divorce. You're, there's rejection there and yeah. Right. And she was just so thrilled that this guy was paying attention to her and he was good looking and- yeah. Um, so he was a he was a fraudster. And she says, looking back, the signs are so obvious, but at the time you believe it's real. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's and so it, true. it happens to people. So well, I I mean that's how that's how crypto is sold. Right. Um you, people want to believe they're gonna make money. That's how gold is sold. Mm-hmm. So we talked about gold for a, a a minute or less, uh, when we're talking about the different investment buckets, the Roth IRA in the first mm-hmm. first section of the first hour. And I had a very interesting conversation when I was with a friend last week in Florida. Mm-hmm. We were talking about gold. He said, I am my financial advisor. Um, and this is a guy that I was in the financial services business with when I first started in this business in 1984. Mm-hmm. He said, my financial guy said, I need to, and I, I'm, the only thing I'm missing in my portfolio is gold. And I said to him, and you know, this is the conversation. He said, so I said to him, my whole store is filled with gold. You can't have any more gold in your portfolio than I have because he's a jeweler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about, about that. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about the price of gold. Yeah. He says, "Our here's the interesting thing. 14 karat gold is 50, it was either 52 or 58% pure. Mm-hmm. That's how much gold is in it. Okay. He said, the reason I have that sign in my window, you know, we buy gold and mm-hmm. you see that sign in most jewelry stores is we basically pay 28 cents on the dollar for gold. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, what about bullion? He said, bullion is a whole different issue. He said, bullion, there's a markup of about 7% mm-hmm. when you buy it. Okay. And there's a markdown when you of about 8% <laughs> when you sell it. That's right. The bid offer spread cost is quite high. Right. So it's a 15% mm-hmm. spread. Wow. wow. Now, That's in addition huge. to that, if people are buying gold, they have to store it somewhere. Right, right. The storage So costs. the company sure. that's selling it is making money when they sell it to you. Yeah. They're making money storing it for you. And then they're making money when they sell it for you. Yeah. And and they're selling it to you because the dollar's going to crash, but they're taking your dollars for their gold. That's right. what I always like to point out. Yeah. So basically the conclusion that we both agreed on was gold is only a good investment if you're a jeweler. Yeah, if you're right. If you're a jeweler. Sure. You have a jewelry store. Gold is a good investment. Otherwise, it makes nice jewelry. Yeah, well, it's the example that I always use, and it bears repeating. You go back 100 years, you could buy a good men's suit for an ounce of gold. Today, you can buy a good men's suit for an ounce of gold. (laughs) And you look at that and go, well, wait a minute. What was the return? Um, Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, okay, so... Kept up with inflation, and that was it. Over in the Green Hills Mall, and I did this just Mm -hmm. for, you know, giggles and laughs, uh, giggles and grins, I went into Nordstrom's. Mm-hmm. To ask them, well, how much is a custom-made suit? They start at $2,000. There you go. And then depending upon the type of material, what grade of wool do you want? Mm-hmm. It could be up to three, and $4,000 or $5,000. So an ounce of so gold- So it didn't even keep up with it then. Yeah, an ounce of gold won't keep even buy a good suit. Oh, man. Yeah. That shoots that whole thing. <laughs> 
Well, yes. Yeah, so, so, so the gold argument, I mean, we, we hear that all the time and you need to do this. It'll protect you. And you go, it protects you from what? From inflation. Oh, what was the worst period of inflation you've ever heard about in your entire life? Well, in 1980s. Well, when did gold do the worst? Well, the 1980s. Oh, that's interesting. It had its worst return during inflation when it was supposed to have its best return. That was what it was there to protect you against. Gee, why didn't that work? Well, it's because it is not, the correlation is horrible. And you look at it, go, what's a diversifier? I have a question. It's not. I have a question. Yes, sir. How come still now today, people think gold is like top tier and we know- It, it sounds good. It, it really, mm. it just sounds good. It, it just sounds like it makes sense. It goes back, you got thousands of years. We've used yeah. gold as a currency. Right. You know, you hear things about where they used it as a currency and they never really used it as a physical currency. You had gold certificates where you could turn your certificates in for gold and they were exchangeable. And that was a whole different story uh, in a bad way. But yeah, yeah it, it really, <laughs> if you lick, if you look at the story behind it, it sounds much better in theory than it actually works in practice. But that is where you'll hear central banks that hold, you know, like Fort Knox and things like that. Because we used to be on the gold standard and there was something to that. Now, there are some countries, you hear about them, they're hoarding gold. And I go, well, you know, they're not necessarily countries that are doing that well. <laughs> you know, so you go, if they really are doing it, I don't even know if they are doing so it. So if I go out and buy a gold <laughs> Rolex watch, yeah, what's, the value doesn't mean anything anymore? Uh, no, there's value to it. So, for example, in 2004, I had bought a, a watch that has gold in it. Um, it was $1,100. And now that watch... Um, I went into a jewelry store and they're selling that same watch for $1,700. So it didn't even double in 20 years. And, and so if you look at it and what we're talking about is this is an investing show. Mm. We're talking about investing. And you, you go and look at like markets and $100,000 in the 1970s diversified between large, small, large value, small value, internet, you know, like we talk about in our, in our practice, it might be somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 million, you know, and that's probably being conservative actually. Uh, when you look at it, what markets have delivered over that period of time versus gold, it's not even funny because there was a guy that got mad at me one day because I was talking about gold and he goes, you know, darn well that it tripled over the past 30 or 40 years or, or whatever it was that, that I was talking about. And I said, hey, it had done next to nothing was my point. And this guy actually calls one of our offices and leaves a nasty voicemail. Now, I didn't keep the voicemail because that's not me. And I didn't ever say who the person was or anything like that. But the reality of it was he was right. It had tripled, but that was so paled in comparison versus what markets had done. That's why I said next to nothing. Because after inflation, after inflation, the rate of return was pretty much zero. And that was my point about next to nothing. And, you know, I only have so much time in the show to be completely specific on exactly the point I'm trying to make. Well, and he be, probably you know, should have stopped you know, after you said about gold and turned it off. But, you know, one that's of what things, he probably did. But one of the things that, you know, my friend and I were talking about is gold really only has one useful purpose, and that is to make jewelry. That is it. I mean, maybe a filling in your mouth, 
But really, it's not used for anything else. Well, electronics. Very little. You know, you'll get it used, but yeah, very little, but it is used Electronics for with gold? What's that? Well, yeah. Yeah, they're, Watch. they're, they're, watches. They're, yeah. They're, mm. Well, yeah. well, not not watches, but you know, electronics. I, I, you know, as a, um, if, if you look it up, it's like I don't, I don't even. I've never yeah. really looked up how it's used, but it is sometimes used in electronics. But the point being that it's not a good investment. You know, when we look at that and say how, you know, why is it that we do that? And I, I literally, I analyzed a portfolio this week, uh, and there was gold in the portfolio. A significant amount of gold was in the portfolio, and I pointed these facts out to the the client. They they didn't even know number one that they even had it in there, uh, that it was even in their portfolio because it's this so often. Matter of fact, this was a conversation with a securities attorney this week. And what we said was that, you know, what we want to do is we want to get people like paying attention to what's in their portfolio. And she goes, oh, Paul, people just don't pay attention to what's in their portfolio. And she says, typically what happens when I'm dealing with a securities issue where I've got a lawsuit and there's a problem and, and there's, a, there's a complaint, I'm actually pointing out what's in the portfolio. And they're going, well, th th I didn't give, I didn't want to have that. Well, you know, sir or ma'am, you gave discretion when it came to management of your portfolio. You gave discretion. You signed that the advisor was able to do what they wanted to do in your portfolio. And since you signed that, you have no recourse. And I said, there's another commercial there someplace. Because this is something people don't, they don't look at their portfolios. They don't understand them. And if you don't understand them, again, there is an information imbalance. The advisor has more information than you. That makes you subject to a lot of bad things. Hey guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products and our advisors don't make any commissions, so this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. Something that I talked about a couple of years ago, Anne says she's got an article on it. Yeah, so uh, there was a big Wall Street firm mm -hmm. that came up with a robo-advisor division to compete with Robinhood. Okay. Because if you remember a few years ago, Robinhood claimed they had all their trades for free and so mm -hmm. on. So they came up with their version Mm -hmm. And now they're facing a lawsuit mm -hmm. and they were actually censored by the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, for, a little bit misleading that it was all free, huh? Yeah, because basically it, oh, they claimed no, it was free, so. but it wasn't free. They were hiding the fees by using preset cash allocation amounts. And it's literally what I said a couple of years ago. This is how they do this stuff, guys. Yeah, so it says yeah. the preset cash allocations mm -hmm. created a cash drag that would allow them to earn at least a minimum amount of revenue from the spread on the cash by loaning out the money. And it was structured mm -hmm. to have this the 
specific amount of cash in it as if they had charged an advisory fee. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that is that is very interesting. So yeah. So and this this is the kind of stuff that happens, yeah. folks. And they you'll hear this because my instincts, my emotions. I want free. I want to. I want to take advantage. I want to be in. You know, when I when I do a deal with somebody, I, I kind of want to take advantage of you. I want to mm-hmm. get so that's how people take advantage of you in sales. Mm-hmm. What they do is they'll say, "Hey, you know, this is the greatest deal, and we and this is going to be really, really good." And and I'm giving you the deal of the century, and you feel like you puff up and go, "Yeah, man, I'm getting the better end of this one. Yeah, this feels really, really good." And all the while, the other person's really getting the better end of the deal. Well, it's like the saying when it comes to all the free websites, right? Um, <clears throat> whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of them, if it's free. You're the commodity. Ah, you you, you yeah. are the product. That is correct. Yeah, yes, exactly. that is exactly right. Okay. So we put yes, in all of our you data, are the product. and then they turn around, they sell the data, and we wonder, why am I getting all these ads for all these different things? I say shoes, and mm-hmm. I get a shoe ad. I say, I know. Mm-hmm. You, know vaca- uh, you know, I name a foreign country, and I get all these ads for vacations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.